Wednesday, it's hump day. What the heck does that even mean? Let's look that up just real quick. Um, as we start here, hump day. I mean, it sounds inappropriate. Wednesday regarded as to the midpoint of the, ter- the typical working week. Wow, isn't that depressing? How depressing is that? That we actually just have to make our way through the week. And when you get halfway through, you're like, ha, 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 ha. at least it's the middle. <laughs> and we get to wear our jeans on Friday. That's exciting. But here's the thing. I, I cannot believe, I didn't bring this up last episode, but I think I saw a murder on Friday. I think I saw a murder. Now, here's what I'm saying. I didn't see blood. I didn't see a weapon. But my spidey senses were up. I took the dog for a walk. I go down the street here in front of our house. And I, every, you know, you know when you just, like I said, your spidey senses are up. You see some things. They look a little bit suspicious. To me, I see a, a door open to a house right on our street, a couple blocks down. Doors wide open. I see a truck waiting up front. And to me, an, an idling truck is the most suspicious vehicle to be idling. If you see a punch buggy idling, it's not that suspicious. The person's probably getting ice cream or jelly beans. I always think that someone in a punch buggy is just living a really fun, snacky life. Because otherwise, why would you drive that vehicle, right? But you see a truck. A truck is meant to load up wood and tools and limbs of people. So I'm walking down the street, and right away I notice this truck sitting in the middle of the street. Four-way blinkers are on. Just sitting there. What's going on? What could possibly have you sitting in the middle of the street? And I look over, and the house with the door open, I see a gentleman come out. And that's a generous word because he was dressed like no gentleman. He came out. He had a hoodie over his head. Red flag, right? Who puts a hoodie up? Who puts a hoodie up? Let's go through the type of people who wear a hoodie. First of all, anyone who is between 9 to 17 wears a hoodie. That's fine. And then parents going through a midlife crisis between 41 to 47 might wear a hoodie. But let's think about the people who actually put the hood up. And that's people who are in grade seven who have decided to be emo. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, but emo, that hood is up to show their rebellion while they listen to Billy Talent. And that might be the oldest, dustiest thing I've ever said. (laughs) Remember when you're emo and you paint and those kids would paint their nails black and listen to like, uh, no, 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 it wasn't Billy Talent. It was Evanescence. Right? They're like, I'm disturbed. I'm disturbed, man. And they're like, all right. Hey, isn't your name Ocean? Yeah, no, not anymore. I'm disturbed, man. You can call me Razor X. And that kid, you know what? They would act all disturbed all day, all sad. And then you would see them at lunch. What are they? They're drinking chocolate milk. How bad is your life? That you're drinking chocolate milk. Cheer up. Wear a lighter gray. Throw in some blue into your outfit. Doesn't have to be black all the time. 
But I see this, I see this guy come out of the house and yeah, he's got the hood down and here's what really tipped me off. I see a glow, a glow near his face and not a glow as in when you meet an amazing person and you go, they were really glowing. A glow as in when you meet one of the people who still vapes and you got to be a psycho to still vape. I mean, I get when vape first came out and we genuinely, dude, this is so funny. I just realized this vape is like the subway of smoking. Because remember, and I even said this last episode, how we thought Subway was super healthy. We thought vaping was healthy comparatively to smoking because it came in flavors. And everyone's like, it's not a cigarette. It's got to be healthy. This is <laughs> this is so crazy to think about. Everyone's like, that's the healthy way to smoke. Yeah, it's way healthier because it takes batteries. It can connect to Wi-Fi. There's an app on my phone that tells me how much vape I have left, how buzzed I'm going to get. Before my grade 12 science class, got to be healthy because it has technology in it. And then literally like, I don't know, three months after vaping, remember how there was kids and their lungs were just exploding? Do you remember that? Like no one tested the vapes. They just stuck them out there. People bought them. And then there was kids who were like 14 and they actually caught on fire. The one kid caught on fire from inside. He was sleeping and his lungs caught on fire and he almost burned down his house. And then, the, and then all of a sudden the vape companies were like, oh shit, you know what? Maybe we should have tested this. And also we got to be honest, we don't really know what's in it. We thought it was healthier because there's not, there's no smoke, but maybe it's a lot worse because it's actually isolated. I mean, have you seen, at least when somebody smokes a cigarette, they puff it. And yeah, it's stinky, but the smoke goes away. Dude, when someone vapes, you see them blow out the smoke and you're like, I didn't even know someone's lungs could hold that. Are you, excuse me, are you a human or are you a uh, small six foot factory that's developing grapes? Because you smell like grapes. Are you a six foot tall factory that's manufacturing things and now you're blowing it out because... Just the volume of smoke that comes out of these vape people is really unbelievable. And you know what the other thing that I thought was really interesting with vaping was there was no real target market. That's the strangest thing to me is that you would see people vaping. You would see skateboarders, emos, as we've mentioned. That's expected. And then you would also see like, I would just see like downtown, I would see guys in like suits vaping. Like, uh, dude, think about a guy being like a VP of a major corporation on the way to a meeting. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to pop in some peach. I'm in charge of millions of dollars. And you know what? I want to pop in some watermelon. So that was what was always strange about vaping to me. And this guy that I saw come out of the house was still vaping. So think about this combination. We've got a mystery truck sitting out front. We got a mystery gentleman with a hood up coming out of a door that was just left open in the winter and he's vaping and vaping is something that even if you quit, you would start it back up right after you murder. Wouldn't you? Isn't that the one time you'd be like, you know what? There's two times a year when I let myself vape my birthday and right after a murder. 
And I think that's what this guy did. There's something in my, I'm telling you, just something intuitively to me seemed off. So you know what I did? I crossed the street because I don't want to be caught in their murder plan. I don't want to be one of those bystanders or witnesses where they're like, oh, we got to get rid of him too. So you know what I do is I cross the street. I'm out of sight, but I creep. And I actually, I didn't even realize this till the next day, but I actually made a note in my phone. This is so funny. <laughs> and that's when I remember, I remembered this whole thing. Excuse me. That's when I remembered this whole thing because I saw the note the next day and I was like, oh, that's right. I saw a murder last night. I saw a murder, right? So I made a note in my phone, Honda Pilot Black, 6.12 p.m., gray hoodie, white house, slanted roof. And then I wrote the license plate down. I'm not going to reveal that here. This will be listened to later in a jury trial, and that's when I'll tell them the license plate. But I always thought, I actually do do that. I do do. Do do. I do that on purpose because nothing is more frustrating to me than when you watch um, like cold case files or something. And there's someone around who literally saw whatever it is happen. And they didn't take any details and they can't remember anything. And you're like, man, if that person even remembered one thing, we could have solved this. And so I take notes all the time. I'm not... Excuse me. I'm not a tattletale. I'm not a tattletale. But I am, I would say, a vigilante, which I believe is French for vigilant. I'm a vigilante. And so I always think, what's the worst case? If it wasn't a murder, then I have a note that I'll never use again. But if it was, how think about it. If you were a detective and you're trying to solve this case and you came to someone's house and they're like, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about because the guy was vaping and I decided to take notes and I hit him with those notes. Come on. I might get a key to maybe not the city, but to like a community. I might get the key to my community. So I've done that. I've also, I sometimes I will take pictures of cars if they're parked really close to me in a uh, parking lot or stall. I'll take a picture of the car next to me just in case there's damage. I don't know if you could even use that as proof. But I'm just out there. You got to think ahead. You got to be proactive. Don't wait until a crime happens to try and solve it. Solve it ahead of time. That's what you have to do. Anyway, that's just a side gig I'm doing, which is a detective job. Now, my main gig. And I want you guys to know that no matter what happens with this, I will still continue the podcast. Because I don't do this for money. And that's not the reason I do this. I do this because it's fun and I love doing it every day. But just so you're aware, I might be coming into some big some big stacks. And that's what we call cash on the street, some big stacks, because I'm in a lottery pool. If you some of you are tracking, uh, the World Juniors is going on right now, which is the uh, hockey tournament for kids. <laughs> it is creepy when you say it like that. I mean, they are kids, right? They're like 18. Anyway, let's not think about it like that. Let's just say there's a hockey tournament going on. Dude, this this 50-50, everyone's been talking about it. About it. Everyone's been talking about it. And it's up to like millions of dollars, which is crazy. Normally, you go to a hockey game and the 50-50 gets up to like, I don't know, 20000 30000 bucks. This one is up to, because it's all virtual, everyone watching is buying tickets. And it's up to, last night, it was up to $10 million. Someone won $5 million. You won half of it. And then tonight, 
It's up again, I think $7 million or something like that. And I don't, I don't really gamble, not because I have anything against it, but because I don't care about it. I don't get any rush out of gambling. I just don't care. But sure enough, my brother sends out a text message. Whole family. Now the whole family, extended family. We got a lottery pool going on. And here's the thing with lottery pools is you you are now obligated to buy in. Not out of peer pressure, but out of fear. Because imagine, imagine if everyone in my family wins collectively $7 million. Or I guess you get half of it, $3.5 million. And then just because I was too lazy, I didn't buy in. And now everyone else is balling out. I can't even go on vacation with my family. Now I have the shittiest car in my whole family. It's embarrassing. They donate clothes to me because I'm the only poor person. I'm the only non-lottery winner. So that's why you have to buy in. Even though we're not going to win, I have to do it out of fear. So I have to flush $25 down the drain. As in, I'm buying insurance. That's basically what I'm doing. I'm buying humiliation insurance. I didn't get that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's Siri. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri, have you ever heard of uh, my podcast? Yeah, now she goes quiet. I'm not sure I understand. Hey, then don't. Unbelievable. Apologies for that. Siri, I guess she's had a restless day. Wants to chime in over here. Maybe she knows I'm about to win the lottery. She wants to make a move on in. Hey, she knows that if I win the lottery, I might upgrade that phone. Siri's trying to hold on out here. But I used to actually work with a guy who started in uh, a lottery pool in our office. And it's just the worst. Because, yeah, like I said, you you have to buy in. And he would do it every week. And it was like you'd have to give him, what, 20 bucks a week or something like that. And you'd have to buy in because out of fear. Because imagine if if everyone wins and then you didn't buy in, you would, you would die. Imagine if you found out that your whole office won like $20 million and you're the one guy. <laughs> Dude, imagine showing up on Monday. You're tired. You're hungover. Another full week of work and no one's there. You walk in the office and no one's there. And you're like, what is this, a holiday? Where is everyone? And then you check the news and you find out that everyone that you work with won the lottery and they're free. That, ugh. Ah! Right? And I'm sure they would all flick you like 50 bucks. That's demeaning. So yeah, you had to like buy in every single week to the stupid lottery pool. 20 bucks a week. It's just annoying. And you know what? I bought in every week. For three years, I bought in every week and I won zero. So think about that. I don't even want to do the math to think about how much I spent buying into this lottery pool as an insurance for not losing. And as Chris Farley would say, I won jack shit or was it jack squat either way. So that's why it's just it's frustrating, though, but it's got to be weird. If everyone around you wins the lottery, but these people that win the lottery go like a complete idiot with it. Have you ever seen like the lottery changed my life? I'm going to look at this right now. Oh my God. There was a guy that like bought some $60,000 <laughs> seven stories. Wow. The lottery wins changed people's lives. 
$220 million changed lottery. I think I've already talked about this subject on here, so we won't beat it to death. But yeah, like people just buy. It's so funny when you when you just get the money, you buy crazy shit like you would buy um, chandeliers that are $60,000 just because you're like, whatever, whatever, man. We're balling now, whatever, man. But when you see really actual rich people, a lot of them are pretty frugal. A lot of them because they actually know, right? Like I used to work at a golf course that was owned by this super rich guy. I mean, dude, think about how rich do you have to be? How much extra money do you have to have that you're like, you know what? I might just make my own golf course. Most of us couldn't even put a putting green in our backyard. Most of us don't even have a backyard. And this guy was like, you know what? I might just buy my own full 27 hole, not even 18. This guy wanted three different nines, 27 hole golf course, which is not going to return any of my money, but I might just do it. That's how much I have lying around. And that's what he did. And he bought his own golf course. And you know what he drove though? This was the funniest thing ever. Just some old truck. Nothing balling. No Lamborghini. Just a truck. Which makes me wonder who actually drives a Lamborghini. Because if you're around rich people, I don't think they actually drive that, do they? It feels like Lamborghinis are for dudes who rent them. (laughs) Right? Or they inherited a bunch of cash or something like that. Like there's there's a street in Calgary called 17th Avenue. And that's kind of like our main... That's our popping street or popular street now it used to be i mean who knows dude after covid who even knows half the restaurants are gone they're turning into jewelry stores i don't even know what that street's gonna look like anymore but at one point it was like the bumping place to be and you could sit on a patio out there and just watch the street and you would see the same like 48 year old dude roll around in his ferrari and you're like this guy is cruising out here I'm not mad at it, but that's all he's doing. He doesn't have a destination on the street. You would see him do laps of the street. (laughs) That's so funny. And what made me really sad is like you would see another 40-year-old dude who got the Corvette, right? That's a common one. For them 40-year-old guys, get that Corvette. And you'd see he was feeling pretty hot till till the Rari got on his back. So what I'm saying is if I win this lottery, and I'm in now, I'm going to keep doing the podcast, so don't be afraid. I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy, what is honestly the first thing that I would buy? Um, Something, I know what it is, and this is, this is for real. If I won the lottery, here's the first two things that I would buy. Here's the first two things. One, I would buy... 200 pairs of socks because I don't know and I'm not saying this I'm not saying this is Jen's fault I don't know where my socks go and Jen is going to do a guest appearance again soon and this is one of the things I'm going to ask her about because I I came into this relationship 
with enough socks. And I feel like over the last couple of years, I slowly have less and less to where I'm I'm making deals with myself. I'm putting a blue sock with a yellow sock and I'm telling myself I'm green. I just want matching socks. And so I feel like if I got 200 pairs, I could never run out. I would always have a clean pair of socks. That's really important to start your day. And then you know what the other thing is? Um, I would buy... I would buy a iPhone charger for every single outlet in this house. Every single outlet in my house would have a plug-in for something because I'm the the the. Is there anything more stressful than trying than going? I want to charge my phone. No cable, no cable, or you find a cable no block. <laughs> Makes you want to cry. I just want to charge my phone. And then someone else is using it. You're like, can I borrow that? That's like the Oliver Twist of our generation is asking someone with 62% charged phone for their charger. Please, please, I'm at 12%. I just need to charge my phone just a bit, just enough. And you lie, don't you? You lie, you say, just enough to text me mom. Me mommy's expecting me. And the other person, they feel bad. They go, yeah, it's okay. You can borrow it to text your mom. And then what do you do? Be honest. What do you do? You plug your phone in. You don't text your mom. You hop on the Instagram. (laughs) You just comb through your Instagram and your TikTok, don't you? But that's the struggle we all live with. Oh, and the one other thing I would buy would be like, uh, I would buy probably a hundred pairs of sunglasses because I just lose them everywhere. All the time. I'm losing these. I don't know where these things go. I want. I would have a pair in my car. I would have a pair in my room. I would have a pair in my bathroom. I would have a pair outside somewhere hidden underneath a rock. You know where most people put their second house key? I'll put a pair of sunglasses there. You just can't have enough glasses, man. You cannot have a pair enough sunglasses. And I think the last thing I would buy is, oh, dude, I would get a hot tub. 100%. It's always been a dream of mine. And you know how some people get a hot tub and they just never use it? Or I do, I would use a hot tub every day. If I had a hot tub, I would do this podcast in the hot tub. And I cannot stress enough to you guys my appreciation of warm water and hot water. And at least when you're in a hot tub, you can still be a tough guy. You can be a tough, you can flex. You can look like a tough dude. When you have a bath, it's... T- Dude, it's tough for me to look tough when I pour a bath and I put my foam and I put my bath bomb and I read my book and I light one candle for scent. It's just tough to feel masculine. It's just tough. But when I'm in a, if I was in a hot tub, oh my God. And some people want privacy from their neighbors. I would not want privacy. I want, I'll be flexing in that hot tub. So that's the moral of the story, man, is don't be afraid. I'll probably win the 50-50 tonight. I'm about to watch the World Juniors. By the time you guys listen to this, we will already know the results. So I'm hoping, man, go Canada. I'm a hockey guy. I'm a Canadian guy. Oh, my God. What is this, a Molson commercial? Oh, my God. I'm a, Yes, I'm a Canadian guy, and I really like hockey. So I'm hoping uh, I'm cheering for our team tonight. I'll be watching the game here soon. I cannot wait. 
And I hope you guys are watching. I don't know what else you have to do, but whatever you're doing, have a lot of fun. Um, you know what? Like I always say, give yourself a hug and I will talk to you.